But yeah, I'm Ethan, for everyone that has no idea who I am. Um, I'm interning at this church at the moment, and yeah, it's about my life. So yeah. Um, I'm going to be speaking out of Luke tonight. The title of this message, I actually got to use this clicker. I never normally use this clicker, but Sunday night, I have to step things up. It's not working, so that's great. I don't know, is it? Yeah. That's right. So the title will be, look at that, Not Just Another Day. So the other day, though, I was actually thinking, this is sorry, like, real, just off topic, but the ocean and all the creatures in the ocean, and that God's actually made creatures that we will never, ever see. Like, he's, like, made them for himself. Is it, you know, not thought about that sort of stuff before? <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was like, that's so weird. I know it's probably, like, got other things, like cleaning the bottom of the ocean and all that kind of thing. But we'll never see them. Like, God just made them. He's like, I know you're there, bro. I don't know. Just, it was a random thought. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just jump into to Luke. Um, yeah, it doesn't actually talk about fish or anything, but that's right. Uh, do you want to chuck up, chuck up on the screen, please? There we go. So, a bit of context. Jesus just got rejected at the city. Like, they didn't want a bar of him, so now he's going somewhere else. Pretty, like, that's, that's rat saying. But anyway, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Whenever I read this, I always think like that little verse there has like a rhyme to it. I don't know. I just feel like it does. You guys can study that, see if you guys think the same thing. Anyway, so to another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord. But let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So Lord, we just ask that you're in this place, you speak through me, you help us understand what this text means, what foxes have dens and birds and stuff have ear to live in and nests. But no, generally, what does that all mean, God? And we just ask that you, you're in this place, you open our ears, you open our eyes to, to see you that little bit more and hear you that little bit more, so we can really just get to know who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So the word comfortable, sometimes I think of like a comfy bed, even though my bed isn't that comfy, I think of other people's comfy beds. So I've got to like lie on my back or my side, otherwise my back gets real sore, I can't lie on my stomach, and I love lying on my stomach, I don't know why, I just do. Or like comfy shoes. People were real good at cooking, like they're just like in the in the in the kitchen, just cooking up a storm, not really caring what's going on around them. For me, it was sort of like water skiing was a big part of my life, so I loved it. It was pretty, I'd say, I was pretty comfy in the water. And there was this one time I was in the in the sea. I didn't like the sea to be honest, because there's sharks and stingrays, and I just didn't want a bar of those. So I always preferred the lake. But this time we're in the sea, and it got rough, so we started doing like biscuiting, like. Tubing, I don't know if you guys know what that is behind the boat. 
And the key, as I say, rough, because people go biscuiting when it's calm, and it just annoys me so much. I wake up in the morning, it's glass, and there's these, these dudes in the boats are circling and screwing up all the water. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just having a little bit of rant, but it's all right. Like, it's just real annoying. Like, just don't do it. So I was in the, in the sea. This time it was rough, clarifying. And I was just hanging out in the water, getting ready to go on the biscuit. And the guy starts taking off. And I feel like this rope tangled around me and it starts to get tighter and tighter. I was like, oh, this isn't probably too good. So I started swimming down. I don't know why I started swimming down. And the rope just came off me and I was all good. I had some grazes up the side of my side and then on my neck. And I was sort of because I got comfortable for where I was and I didn't look for my surroundings. Like, you should probably look where the rope is. It's kind of one of the more important things and probably where the proppers on the motor. And there's those sort of things that you get comfortable when you don't look around, you start to sort of just go through the motions. And there's sometimes like when you're driving, like if it's a long trip or a little trip, you're like, how the heck did I get there and here? And it's kind of like, you're just like sleep driving, it's like sleepwalking, like just daydreaming. And for me, that's not where I want to be and who I want to be in this life. I don't just want to like sleepwalk through this life. Like it's just another day. I don't want to just get up and then just walk through this life. I want to be looking around and seeing who I can help and who needs help. See, I don't want to get comfortable in this life. I don't want to just daydream or daywalk. I don't want to get stuck in the motion of just doing life. Like I wake up and it's like, oh, just another day like, to go study. Just another day to go to work. It's just another day and it's just another day. So I feel like Jesus in this text is actually showing us that to be a call into the following of Jesus isn't a call to being a comfy life. This first man, he comes up and he says to Jesus, he's like, I'll follow you. And Jesus says um, this random little answer, like, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but I, I have no place to lay my head, like I don't have a place to sleep. And I kind of feel like Jesus knew where this dude was coming from. Maybe this guy just wasn't actually that committed to following Jesus. He just seen all the crowds around him and it's like, this guy goes traveling and he's got crowds. This guy must be the man. Like, I'll, I'll be down on that. Get on that a bit of that adventure. And Jesus says, it's actually not a comfortable life. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be sleeping. See, this life that you think I'm living is actually a thing I need to step out of my comfort zone. So if you want to start following me, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. The securities that you have you have to, might have to leave them aside to follow Jesus. He might ask you to do some things that you actually have to be like, all right, I need to leave those behind me. If it's a, it might even just be like your dream job or an interview, whatever it might be, you might actually have to be like, Jesus is actually calling me another way and leave those things, leave those things behind you. And then the next dude. Jesus actually asks him, he's like, yo, do you want to follow me? He's like, oh, Lord, just let me go like, bury my father and then I'll come. And Jesus says, oh, actually go proclaim the gospel now. I'm, kind of, I'm reading this, I'm sort of like, what is going on, Jesus? Like, I thought you said to honor our parents, honor our mother and father. And now you're telling him, just like, leave him to sort out his own death. And uh, So, anyway, we carry on. And then we see... This other dude, and I feel like this other dude was like a hippie kind of guy. 
Like he, he doesn't care if he doesn't have a place to sleep. He's like, I love sleeping under the stars. Like that's, I love that. I live for that. Like, and I don't feel like he had like a, like a, young, a young family, like a young mum and dad. Like, I don't have to worry about burying them soon. Like, I'm good to go, Jesus. Like, I'll follow you. He was ready. And the thing is about this, dead bre- like, let the dead bury their own dead. Like, it's a pretty harsh, it's a pretty rough comment. Like, I was thinking if I was there, are you going to do him like that, Jesus? Like, that's cold, bro. Like, that's cold. And he's, because he's like, I just need to go bury my dad. Like, and he's like, no, nah, bro, you need to go do something else. So I think we start to misunderstand where the gospel needs to take in our lives. See, he thought that, like, Jesus commands us to look after and honor our parents. But then he's like, no, no, but I need you to do, to go share the gospel. He puts the gospel message over top of that. It shows an urgency of what we think is important in this life. The gospel message actually becomes and becomes more important. It becomes more important than what we think and what we think we need for this earth. So the urgency, I feel like there's an urgency in this text. I think if we, we could take two things out of this message, there's, out of this text, is don't get comfortable and the whole, there's an urgency and an importance in this gospel message. See, Jesus needed dedication. He didn't need comfort. He needed people that was, could leave his securities and leave his family and leave, his, leave their home and go follow him. See, I don't think Jesus was like, nah, don't go bury your father or don't go see your family because that's the, the last guy. He says, I just need to go see my family. And he says, no one who grabs a plow and goes and looks backwards is fit for the kingdom of God. I think he's saying here is that it's not that I don't want you to do that. It's not like I don't want you to honor your parents. It's just you need to take the gospel message wherever you go. See, go, go say goodbye to your family. Go say goodbye to your friends, but take that gospel message with you. Who can you tell on the way there? Are you even telling your family about the gospel message? Or are you just saying, oh, I'm going off with this dude for a couple of weeks. I'm just going to church. Are you not even, you not even saying church? Just say, oh, I've got this thing on Sunday. Like, just hang out with some people. Like, are you telling, is that how you tell your family? Is that how you tell your friends? Are you telling them, are you owning the message of God? Are you saying, I'm following this Jesus fella? Or are you saying, I just need to deal with this and then I'll go follow Jesus? There's an urgency that Jesus needs from us. I don't know if you've ever come across someone that's probably like more passionate about you, has bigger dreams than you. Like I've, I've met a couple of people, they're not even like Christians, they've got bigger dreams than me, and I've got like the creator of the universe behind me. I was like, there's something's not right there. And it was this day I was in, I was in Bayfair. I've been conned twice in Bayfair. The first time was with a paintball, and they made it sound real epic. I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good time. I realized I just got ripped off. And then the second time, I was just walking past, and this lady started talking to me about seals. And she was just like so passionate about these seals. And like, don't get me wrong, I think Christians, we need to be at the forefront, forefront of everything. And like Greenpeace and stuff, like props to them. But for me, I was just like, like I don't know about this whole seal business and this chick. <laughs> she just was going just to keep going and was so passionate. I don't know if she just wanted my money or she actually loved seals, um, but she was very passionate. 
and I left that, I left that Bay Fair that night, signed up to Greenpeace, so they started taking my money. <laughs> a couple of months later, I cancelled it because I thought I could probably do something better with it. To be honest, I'm not saying I hate seals, I'm just saying that I, was gonna, I could do something better. But I left that place feeling a little bit like, is my passion like levels for Jesus as high as her levels of passion for the seals? And they definitely were not. But it's funny how for us, the urgency for things sort of drops. We have things that get in the way of our lives, like our, our problems or it's just like another day and it's, like, oh, it's just been a, a bad year, Jesus. Just not yet. I'll follow you soon. I'll come, I'll come do what you're asking me to do soon, but just not yet. I've got these things I need to deal with first, Jesus. Just wait. Let me bury my father, then I'll come. Let me say goodbye to these people, and then I'll come. There's this dude called Zacchaeus. I was going to call him Zach, but Zacchaeus kind of sounds cool. I just don't know if it was Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus. Like, I don't know how to say it. We'll go with Zacchaeus. And... Zacchaeus, he ends up in a tree. I don't know if you guys know this story or not. But Jesus is passing through. It says he's passing through a town. Bro, I love you, Jesse. Um, anyway, Jesus was passing, passing through this town. And he, he's walking through. Just probably, he probably has things to do, like we have things to do. We have places to be. Like I have a job to be. Not, I don't have a job at the moment, but I used to have a job. I had a job. I had jobs to go do. We have things to do. We have places to be. So Jesus, I think, had a place to be. But he was being aware of what was around him. He wasn't just like daydreaming to get to where he needed to get to next. And he sees this dude up in his tree called Zacchaeus. And he's like, Zacchaeus, what are you doing, mate? Come down here. And he comes down. And he's like, I'm staying at, Jesus like, I'm staying at your house tonight, Zacchaeus. I'm coming for dinner. So he invites himself over for dinner. It's a good stuff. Like, obviously, we're meant to do that more. <laughs> and we see this happening, but it's, like, I didn't want to use these words because I, I stole them off another, off another preacher, like this guy called Carl Lentz, and he has this thing called Occupy All Streets. And I was trying to think of another way of like, how could I reword this better so I could use it and not copy somebody? But I'm just going to use it. Occupy All Streets. That's what, that's what Jesus was doing in this place, in this, in this text. He occupied his street. He was walking through, had to get somewhere, and he seen some dude in a tree, and he's like, yo, like, what are you doing up there? For us, it might not be some dude in a, in a tree, but there's probably people watching us. Because it says that Zacchaeus was too short to see over the crowd. It didn't say that Zacchaeus was actually trying to get to Jesus. It just said he was trying to look at Jesus to see what he was up to. And he just needed to get a higher view. So is there people around you, the daily, the daily life that you live? Is there people that you need to be aware of that are trying to watch you? Because if Jesus actually has a hold of your life, there'll be transformation and people will see that transformation. And people will be like, what is this dude up to? Why does he go to Sunday church every other Sunday or every Sunday, however you guys do it? But what is this guy's deal? And he's looking at you and you're just walking along your street, you're occupying your street, and you're being aware of what's going around. 
And you see that dude and you're like, man, I feel like Jesus is actually really telling me to go talk to that person. See, this brings me to this next, next thing. Are we being Holy Spirit led? Because are we, are we listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us? Or do we just go, oh, God's saying something. I'm just going to put that away because I've got things to do. And we just leave it. We ignore it. See, I, th- I believe that there's people that need to know about Jesus. There's people that want to know about Jesus, but are too scared to come talk to you about Jesus. There's people up in trees hiding and just trying to get a better view and just trying to stay back, but kind of want to know what you're up about, what you're all about. So we need to take it upon ourselves to listen to what God is telling us. Because he might be saying, I need you to talk to that person. But Jesus, that's like stepping out of my comfort zone. So I didn't call you to be in a comfy. I didn't call you to live a life in a comfort That doesn't make any sense, but you know what I'm saying. But it's not a a life. He's not calling us to a life to be comfy, but a life that's fully dedicated to him. See, I'm not talking about it's all about you and it's all works and it's the only way Jesus can love you. See, it's not what you are doing. It's about what Jesus can do through you. It's not what you can do, but it's what can Jesus do through you. In that moment when he says, I need you to talk to that person, we have no idea what the guy's going through. We have no idea what just happened on the other side or that week, that year, that month. We don't know what God is doing. What if we just stepped out instead of trying to push that aside and push that down? And Oh God, I don't even know. if Is that the right person? What do I say? Does it even matter? Because the Holy Spirit is telling us to talk to someone. And even if we get it wrong, it's not like God hasn't told us and commanded us to share the gospel to everyone, to glorify him. What if we get it wrong? What if it is the wrong person? You're still talking to them or trying to lead them to Jesus. See, who can you lead to Jesus? In your street, because my street's going to look different to Jordan's street. My street's going to look different to my my flatmate's Nathan's street. He wanted to shout out, well, he always does, so there we go. But our streets are all going to look different. I'm going to be able to reach people that you can't reach. You're going to be able to reach people I can't reach. And I think that's such an important thing to remember, because we can look at this world and be like, I don't know what I can do, God. This world's too big. There's too many problems. But if you just occupy your street and look to who you can help, then this world starts to get a little bit smaller. This city, this Tauranga city starts to get a little bit smaller because I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, and these streets start to be so occupied that no one can actually get away from God. So what can we do? Because I don't want to live this life just daydreaming, sleepwalking through this life. I don't want to be so stuck in the motion of things that I'm just focused on myself. What can I get? What can I do? What, what can we do to help somebody? So there's these two words called almost and someday. And we, we probably know what they mean, like someday I'll go on that diet or someday I'll stop drinking. There's these two words that I don't want to be a part of and I do get a, I end up being a part of them. Like someday I'll, I'll talk to that person. Someday I'll 
I'll invite that person to church. Someday I will try to bridge a conversation to talk about Jesus. Or you come to church and you're talking to your mates like, I almost talked to a dude today about Jesus. But the problem is you almost, you didn't do it. So it's not helping, we're not helping Jesus if we're just saying we almost did this. See, I don't think Jesus was like, oh, someday I'll go down to earth and show them how to live and die on the cross for them. He didn't come down to earth and be like, oh, like dad, like God, I, like I almost died on the cross for them, but it was too much. I couldn't step out of my comfort zone to do it. So he, he died on the cross for us. He bore all our pain, all our sin on that cross. And if I can't step out of my comfort that I'm in to share about Jesus, to share what he's done in my life, it's not even like I have to bash him over the head with the Bible and say, like, Jesus is the way. Sometimes it's just actually showing love, being able to pray for them, or actually we're waiting for that conversation to, to bridge it to God. Because I'm in conversations with people, and I'm like, all right, why can't I bring God into this? I'm waiting for a time when I can bridge it in there. See, as I occupy my street, you guys occupy your street. And we will, see, we will see change. But we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. You can't get stuck in this life of being comfy. I remember it was about two years ago, um, God asked me to, he's like, I need you to like, move jobs. And I was in a pretty comfy job. I was, wasn't on the great wage, but we did nice houses and I, I, it was a good time, good, work, good workmates. He's like, I need you to go and help this dude out. He's just starting up. I need you to help him out. The wage was actually better. So I was like, I was like God, are you sure you want me to do that? Like, I don't want to do it just because the money's better. So no, I need you to, I want you to go there. So I ended up doing that. And at the same time, Jesus was like, I need you, I want you to start studying. And I was like, man, I, don't, I can't study. Like, I don't even know how to write an assignment. The only thing, like, I did at school that I knew how to do grammar was doing a full stop and then, like, a capital letter after that. That was probably as far as my grammar went. I was like, God, you're, you're call, are you calling me out of what I know? Are you calling me out of my security to do something for you? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that seems so easy. See, it might not be the same as what I just said, but what is God trying to call you out of? Your comfort zones, your, your securities, what are they? And is Jesus trying to call you to something more? See, this life is so short. I don't think we fully understand how much time we have on this place and how important it actually was, and that's, where the scripture was talking about how urgent it is. I think I've done enough talking and I'm going to play a video. This video, um, I used to play it a lot. Some of you will know who, who it is and you've seen it before. I don't know if I can use it with this clicker so you guys might have to do it. But it's so important to, I think, understand what this message is about, what he is trying to say this video of how valuable our time here on earth is. Imagine this rope, okay, pretend this rope just goes on forever. Now imagine that this rope is a timeline of your existence. You just exist forever. You see this red part? 
this would represent your time on Earth. You've got a few short years here on Earth, and then you've got all of eternity somewhere else. And what blows me away is some of you, all you think about is this red part. It's all you think about. You're consumed with this. You go, oh man, I can't wait till here. You know, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to save, save, save so I can really enjoy this part right here. And you're consumed with that. And you're thinking, oh man, am I going to get to travel? Am I going to eat well? Am I going to do this during this part? And I'm like, are you kidding me? What about this? What about that? What about all this stuff that's just, it's crazy to me because the Bible teaches that what I do during this little red part determines how I'm going to exist for millions and millions and millions of years forever. And, and so why would I spend this little red part trying to make myself as comfortable as possible, enjoying myself as much as I can? Paul says, look, I'm going to live my life for this mission. I'm going to spend my life, invest my life for this moment when I cross that finish line. See, I'm going to forget about all the stuff I could enjoy. And I'm not going to look around. I'm going to be like a runner just looking at that moment when I face God. Because when I face Him, then I don't get this chance over again. We get one chance at this life on earth. And it can end at any second for any of us. We've got one chance at this. And then comes eternity. See, people look at some of my decisions and go, oh, you're so stupid because that's going to really affect this. I go, no, you're stupid because that's going to affect all of this. Man, I, I, I'm serious. I look at the way people live and I go, wow, that is so crazy. You are so crazy. You're going to do that right now, just to enjoy right now. Not even knowing if you have tomorrow and you think that's smart and that I'm dumb. 